Hello and welcome to the Vorthos cast. I'm Lorelai Weissel-Labrizzi. I'm Brian Dawes. And I'm Chris Delano. Uh, we are here this week. We're doing Flavor Gems of Phyrexia All Will Be One. Uh, the whole set's been previewed. Commander deck lists are out. All the little special versions of cards and special fancy things are up on the internet, up on Scryfall, up on websites. So go look at the cards. They're neat. The set seems really, really sweet. Um, yeah, it's cool. Um, so we're going to be yeah. talking about the, the flavorful stuff today. We are the delicious, delicious cards. You should eat the delicious cards. Soak them in the black oil that you find in the bottom of your pre-release kit and then eat the delicious cards. Absolutely not. If you don't eat the delicious cards and thus are still healthy and will be at uh, MagicCon Philadelphia in a couple weeks, that's the weekend of the 16th, 17th, 18th, 19th? 17th, uh, 18th? It's somewhere in there? It's that range of dates, yeah. Yeah, I think there's stuff happening on some of those days. Uh, yeah, we, we have a panel. Vorthocast live panel is going to happen Sunday at MagicCon Philly at noon. We have a whole panel about uh, the story from War of the Spark through All Will Be One, setting up for March of the Machine. Uh, so if you are there and would like to see us live and, and have a panel, uh, it would be great to see folks there. If not, I will hope it gets recorded and posted somewhere. I don't know any of the details about that. But uh, well, you know, once once we find out, uh, we'll, we'll shout out if that gets... Uh, posted anywhere uh so folks who aren't there can see it uh, and then it's gonna be followed up by uh the whatchamacallit what are those the, things called the the first look at march of the machine pre is that what you mean the pre-beat i think is what they yeah. call it but yeah it's it's the first look at march of the machine uh which is sweet as hell sets really awesome stories really good and uh philly will be the uh the first bit of information we really get on that which is really exciting um, um other than that i guess let's just go into flavor gems yeah we um we've got uh we've got phyrexia all will be one with uh two slash three new mechanics um one of them is particularly flavorful and so i do want to talk about that uh of course we have the returning proliferate um, there's a couple of other like returning mechanics that are now deciduous, which is fun. Like a card that gives a spell flashback and it says flashback and then like battle cry is on one of the cards. So that's cool. Um, but we also have a mechanic called for Mirrodin and this is the uh, Mirrodin resistance mechanic. This is a mechanic that uh, goes on equipment and when they enter the battlefield, they make a two, two rebel token and attach to it. Um, this is kind of like the the Mirren version of Living Weapon, which is really cool. And it's also cool that it's called For Mirrodin with an exclamation point at the end. It's a, it's a mechanic. It. It's a mechanic with a punctuation mark. How cool is that? Um, there's some really good stories about like its design. And when the, the creative team was trying to figure out what to name the mechanic, they all kind of came to the conclusion at the same time. They wanted to call it For Mirrodin. Um, I think it's just a really good name from like a, a flavor perspective. This is a major Vorthos win here. Um, so yeah, big fan of that. Uh, then the Phyrexians have their mechanics. They've got, you know, proliferate, like I mentioned. 
but now instead of having infect, the Phyrexians have a mechanic called toxic, which is like a kind of different. It's a very different method of delivering poison counters, I guess. Um, goes on creatures, and when the creature deals damage to an opponent, they get a number of poison counters equal to the toxic number. So like toxic one, two, three, four, etc. Uh, but they also take that damage to their life total. So if you hit someone with like a 6-6 six, six with Toxic 3 or something, they still take 6 damage and also get 3 poison. So that's pretty cool. Uh, and 3 is a very important number for their Corrupted mechanic, which is a way of symbolizing when someone has become infected with Phyrexia. Uh, corrupted is kind of a bonus effect on a lot of spells and permanents that is active whenever an opponent has 3 or more poison counters. So it's like, a, you know, you get a little bit of Phyrexia in you and then suddenly, you know, you can't stop it. It just gets more powerful. Just like I, <laughs> I think for Mirrodin is the first time we've ever gotten a mechanic with a proper noun in it. I think I'm checking. Um. <laughs> uh, but I'm that makes almost, sense. I'm almost certain. Yeah, this is uh, the first time. So that's yeah, cool. That is very cool. I, I think it's like a, a huge home run of a mechanic, personally. Mm -hmm. yep. It does so much. It is, like, from a flavor standpoint, one of the coolest things about the set. I, I just love to just the just, juxtaposition. Just oh my god. Uh, that versus Living Weapon and how everything is kind of flipped on its head. As far as the plane is concerned. Yeah. The uh the living weapons where the equipment itself is the bulky weapon part with this zero zero piloting it versus the four mirrored in equipments which have you know higher mana cost than what the text on the equipment that it grants to the equipped creature would normally look like, but it also comes with a two two out of the box. Uh that that difference being the hey a lot of power comes from us the mirans wielding this weapon versus the phyrexi and the weapon is the point kind of uh, dichotomy is neat yeah <laughs> it's it's just cool design uh mm -hmm. but we also have 10 planeswalkers we sure do yep 10 of them <laughs> yeah now I'll go ahead and start with cough fire resistance um i love that he's back after over a decade and um sad that he's a rare instead of a, one of the mythic power level but i'm glad he's just rare and not phyrexianized or completed rather um so i'll take it i guess um but yeah he's sweet i i love the alternate art version of him looks like he's charging up like looks like he reminds me of Jin from tekken with the pros in his uh, alternate art version. But yeah, it's nice to see him back. And, you know, Planeswalkers can be uncompleted for now, even though the story kind of left it <laughs> in a sketchy situation. But we'll see. And we will, we will talk about that. Um, we, yeah, we, we got 10. Of, we, we mentioned a long time ago that they did like a 10 Planeswalker list with like five getting completed and five not. So making up some of the other uncompleted planeswalkers, we've got Kaito, Dancing Shadow, who is uh, Kaito's first reprint since our first uh, new planeswalker card since Kamigawa Neon Dynasty, which was like a year ago. Um, mm -hmm. 
weird to think time is moving very quickly. Card sweet. He, him having the this little ninjutsu, your creature deals mm-hmm. damage you and you can return it to activate an ability again. It's just like this cute little ninjutsu thing. Uh, you know, he plays very well with the other ninja cards that way. Uh, I just think it's cool. Yeah, he also makes a little drone that is mm-hmm. definitely Himoto, even though the drone art does not look like him. But it makes sense. Makes a little makes a little drone that, you know, you can bounce back to your hand, even though it's a token, so it just disappears. Uh, but it, you know, drains a little bit. It's a it's a very cool ninja design. Uh even though we're on Phyrexia. It's not like Kaito is still a ninja wherever he goes. Mm-hmm. We also got a real expensive Kaya. Uh, intangible slayer planeswalker card uh she costs seven mana which is a lot but she is um she's real scary here uh she's got hex proof she has like a, a starting loyalty of six and ramps up by two every turn if you activate her plus ability it's um it's really cool she's a, a very powerful control finisher here uh very scary card if anyone plays this against you uh, or played it against you during pre-release, because we are past pre-release now, I'm sure you uh, suffered. She's hard to get rid of, and she's very powerful. And she's a rare. Yeah, I just realized that. I was like, oh. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, we got a card for everyone's uh, favorite uh, disconnecting, going through a bridge planeswalker, uh, the Eternal Wanderer. Uh, she's also six mana, but she does have a caveat where no more than one creature can attack her each combat. So she... Uh, kind of challenges creatures to 1v1s, um, which is pretty cool. <laughs> she makes her samurai tokens, uh, which is like a cool return to um, how she was in uh, in Kamigawa Neon Dynasty. So she's a uh, she's a real cool card. And our next planeswalker is Tyvar, who's a brawler. Um, always fighting without a shirt, and gotta love it. Uh, still on Phyrexia Knights, even though his alternate art <laughs> looks hella awesome looking like all might or not all might but uh deku versus overhaul kind of vibes um, i'm loving it uh but yeah hopefully they stay on forex lives or uncompleted mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah kind of kind of dismal ending for the planeswalkers who didn't get completed uh the only one who definitely got out safe seems to have been cough because uh, we there's three of them who are in some dire straits, and uh, one of them is just kind of blinking in and out of existence, time. One of those, it's kind of hard to tell. She she's trapped temporarily on Zalfir, uh, but we'll get to that whenever we mm-hmm. do our side stories podcast, which I think is next week. It is next week, yeah. Uh, anyway, speaking of completed planeswalkers, we have Jace Perfected Mind. Uh, well, I guess I'll start with uh, one of the cool things that completed planeswalkers do is they all kind of mirror a past piece of this specific planeswalker's art. So Jace the Perfected Mind uh, mirrors his pose on Jace the Mind Sculptor, where he has his hands out with some, you know, text going between, except this time it's Phyrexian text which I think just mirrors the word perfected. Mm-hmm. And we get uh, his completion that starts in his hand and has kind of swept across sideways of it from his body. So only the one hand uh, and the one arm look completely machined. And then you can see like a tiny little bit on his face. 
and uh, some of the eye stalks popping out from his back. Uh, so he's kind of this uh, least far along, and you can kind of see the process and, and the time down in the seed core that he has been lost to Phyrexia, uh, which I think is a very cool detail. Uh, then on the other end of the spectrum, you have Luca, who just went hog wild uh, <laughs> bonding with a centaur, which kind of like flipped itself onto his back and completed him uh, and like merged with him. So he he's the uh, he has an extra set of arms because he's kind of in a mecha that he built around himself from a Phyrexian centaur knight and uh you know, good for the good for him. Uh, <laughs> he's just great. I think he looks great. Also, his art is mirroring his Luca Coppercoat Outcast mm-hmm. uh, art from Ikoria. Yeah, where it's uh, him, him with a hand on on his little creature he's bonded with. In this case, it's uh, one of the three three beast things. Speaking of hands, our next planeswalker is Nahiri the Unforgiving. After but, her... she, but she doesn't have hands anymore. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of rough, but uh, Nahiri, after uh, making uh, a huge wedge in the plane and dropping the planeswalkers, the, the assault group down a layer, uh, sacrificed herself and was completed after the fact that, like, she, you know, as she was going down, she had already had the the wound that was infecting her. But after the uh, rest of the group proceeded down, she was completed, and it looks like I'm not gonna lie, she looks awesome with the, the blade <laughs> arms, like su- uh-huh. it's super sweet. Yeah, Phyrexia's cool, right? No, stop it. <laughs> but uh, if if you have to go, this is the way I'd want to go. Yeah, and her art is, I believe, mirroring the art from uh, Zendikar Rising for her card mm-hmm. there. Um, Heir of Ancients. Yeah. Um, she's Heir of Phyrexia now. Uh, we also have a card for Nyssa, Ascended Animist. Uh, she's bald, so there's that. Um, but she also uh, is very Phyrexianized. She kind of looks like a tree in a lot of ways. Um, she's got a lot of that copper growing out of her, uh, like other green Phyrexians do. One of her, uh, well, they've added some extra arms. <laughs> so first point of order, they've added two arms. Uh, and one of them is her staff built into her own body. Uh, she's so cool looking. She also calls seven. So she is uh, up there with uh, Kaya in terms of mana cost this set. But you can pay five mana for her. Because she has double green Phyrexian in her casting cost, which is really cool. And it's also kind of a reference to uh, the fact that she is uh, in the pose from the Nyssa, uh, what is it, who shakes the, the world? Nyssa okay. who shakes the world? Yeah, sorry. The, she's got a lot of Planeswalker cards, and they all kind of have similar names. Uh, but the one from War of the Spark, where she uh, is really, really powerful, and she untaps forests and make them tap for double yeah but now she is uh making phyrexian horrors so that's pretty cool um i i love the fact that she got completed in such a weird way mm-hmm. she is so cool looking um and then we have raska betrayal sting she uh 
is the betrayer who also stings. She has this kind of scorpion tail stinger thing because uh, she has a tail now because her legs got replaced by a snake body like a Theros Gorgon. Um, so she is classic Medusa look. All her head tendrils are little machine parts now. Um, she still has the petrifying gaze. She's back to her assassin roots, technically, but bad because evil. <laughs> uh, yes, and it's it's mirroring. Someone brought this up. It is the art for this is mirroring her first uh, Planeswalker card. Uh, and so someone was mentioning like it's kind of a way of saying that her personality has now reverted back to how she was when she first appeared in the story as like a vicious assassin because you know she's a Frexian now. Love it. I think she looks really cool. But uh, that is all 10 of our planeswalkers. We have a, a good solid handful of returning legendary like legendary creatures, creatures who have had cards before, um, which I think is uh pretty cool. Uh, of course, we're starting off with Elish Norn, the mother of machines. She has conquered New Phyrexia, she has replaced Karn, she has taken the moniker of the uh, Mother of Machines as a reference to Yawgmoth, the father of machines. Uh, She is in her full power. And, you know, when I saw this character, I said they should have never put her in the story. I sent off an email immediately. Um, But I think she's worked out really well. What? She has a... (laughs) What is this joke? The joke of... Have you never... uh, When they previewed the card... Uh, Sheldon Minerita that he sent an email immediately to Watsy saying oh, you should not print like this discourse. card. This is like discourse. Yeah, I don't yeah. <laughs> um, The card is really cool. She's, you know, got vigilance. She's a 4-7 just like uh, I think she was like a 5-7 before but now she's yeah. a 4-7. She's still very big for 5 mana and uh, she doubles ETB effects of your permanents and silences them for your opponents. So that is a very powerful effect in Commander where a lot of creatures are solely played for their ETB effects. Yeah, it's neat. Uh, we yeah. also have Atraxa's second card. Atraxa Grand Unifier brings the four-colored legend back. Uh, she's still four colors, except now she is uh, uniting. Ha 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 ha, the Grand Uniter. Uh, all the card types. So she just like draws rules of cards, and it's like a neat little deck-building thing of... Hey, you can pick, you know, more card types if you fill your deck with more card types, uh, including a battle, whatever that is. I don't know. I guess we'll find out in uh, when March, April. I don't remember. I don't know. Who knows? Who could tell when battles show up? Uh, Glissa also has a new card. Glissa Sun Slayer, uh, reference to her original title, Glissa Sun Seeker. Uh, she was corrupted by Phyrexia in the very early days because she was in the core. Uh, she has a new card. She's like kind of been solidified as the first right death touch legend. Um, you know, because her hand is a sword. Yeah, she uh, she's, she's joined by a friend. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, Lobat is back also. Uh, he survived. Look how he got massacred like, my boy. <laughs> they, well, they retconned him to being like straight up murdered. Um... During Scars of Mirrodin, and now we're getting the, oh, but actually his body survived, and he was sunk to the core, and he gave himself to Phyrexia, and then built a body to mimic Bosch's, 
And he's like, yeah, Phyrexia has reunited me with my old friends, Glissa and Bosch and Geth. Because uh, <laughs> Geth has a new card too, the Thane of Contracts. Which is cool. You could not have been a big fan of Geth before. He's always kind of been Phyrexian even before there were Phyrexians. This is about so bad. Geth can kick rocks. I think it's cool that Slowbat is Iron Goblin this time mm-hmm. instead of uh, in, instead Golem. of Bosch Iron Golem. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought that was it's a cute name. Cute name. Uh, speaking of cute names, Corpse Puppet is a good epithet. Uh, this one goes to another character uh, from old Phyrexian stories, Venser, who gave up his spark to save Karn. Karn now has his spark. Uh, but his corpse was still on New Phyrexia, and we never really knew what happened to it. And uh, now we know it was reanimated and can built into a Phyrexian construct. Uh, the token he makes, by the way, we've gotten the uh, the tokens of All Will Be One. And the token he makes is a facsimile of Karn. And I think that's morbid and dark and chilling and kind of sweet. Thanks, I hate it. And very sad. That's his friend, yeah. you know, Karn, the person that Vincer has a long historyed friendship with. Uh, we have Azuri, Stalker of Spheres. That's uh, another new card for Azuri. Azuri was a big time leader in the Rebellion, uh, and then became a Glistener elf. Uh, the Glisteners are uh, the people who willingly gave themselves over to Jin Kataxias to be completed, and uh, they are... People who were generally seeking power and looked at Phyrexia and said, if I give myself over to Phyrexia, I will finally have the power to achieve my goals. And then they learn that their new goals are being uh, written over over top their uh, old goals, and uh, they become agents of Phyrexia. So Azuri, we saw him last in Commander uh, as a blue-green Phyrexian. So he's back doing Azuri things. Uh, is also back. Jorkadine is one of the big time leaders of the Mirren Rebellion. Um, he's an Oriok, uh, a master, uh, metal crafter. Uh, first Gold Warden is a cool epithet. Gold Warden referencing, uh, Hex Gold, which is a new mineral that the Mirrens are able to, like, purify from plates from the old Glimmer Void. Uh, and it's this golden substance that they can coat their armor and weapons and even skin with that helps repel phyresis. Phyresis. Yeah, and our next card is Kimba Ka Enduring. <laughs> what an epithet, because Kimba has been here since, uh... Scars? Yeah, Scars of Mirror. I was like, no, there was mm-hmm. another there was another Ka that was making but that, that different legendary cat. Anywho, still making <laughs> cat tokens, and... And is still dealing with equipment, so that's super sweet. Yeah, and she's a 2-2 now uh, for two, so that's pretty cool. Very cheap commander if you're looking to make an equipment commander deck. Um, we also we also got another card from Malira, who is uh, no longer mono green. She is now green-white legend. Uh, she is Malira the Living Cure. Uh, she doesn't stop you from getting any poison counters anymore, but she does make it so you can only get a maximum of one a turn. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Dislike. Yeah, she's she's protecting you, but just not, you know, forever. Because uh, no one can stop the inexorable tide of Phyrexia. Um, then she has a, you can exile her, 
and sort of do like the reanimation Safia Eric's daughter trick where she uh whenever a creature or artifact is put into a graveyard that turn you return to the battlefield so that's cool she's still saving people um she also has like really good art she's mm-hmm. looking really badass in this art for uh for the set uh yeah i i don't like the art direction on her original card she's like in this world of horror, she's this person that stands out and is immune and is like the greatest hope of the resistance. And they make her look all meek and timid. I'm just like, that's not. Ugh. They really leaned into the outcast part of her first card instead of, you know, the just, hope of Mirrodin. I just don't like it. Uh, this card has a lot of really good environmental storytelling. She's uh, standing untouched. In a pool of glistening oyl with the slaughtered bodies of Phyrexians around her. Because she's just cut them down and is standing in the oil, unaffected, triumphant. Uh, I think that's that's pretty cool. Next card is Thronebreaker of Silence, who has some awesome looking art. He's just standing in the middle of an explosion. Like He's not the one of the cool kids who walks away from an explosion with glasses on. He's the one who stands in the middle of it and endures. Just like, love it. Yeah, poor Thrun. Still the last living troll. Allegedly. <laughs> uh, still an anti-control deck card. Uh, but also kind of a com- like control mirror breaker this time. Uh, I remember his old card being uh, incredibly difficult to get rid of. It was great. Back in... Oh, yeah, it was great for you green players back then, uh, but not all of us were playing green. And so this new one's also really hard to get rid of, but uh, he makes himself indestructible on your own turn. So it kind of encourages you to blow up the world on your turn because your throne will always remain. Um, but that's the end of our, our returning legends. Uh, we also have uh, some new legends, cards with their, their very first or legends with their very first cards in this set. Uh, and we can start that with the Domini or the Dominuses, the the, the Dominusi. I don't I don't know how to what how do you plural is Domini right? Yeah, I think yeah. so. The, uh, an individual's a Dominus. Um, together, they're the Domini. They're like gods, basically. Mm-hmm. They're like pe- pieces of new Phyrexia that have gained sentience that are beyond the factions, despite the fact that. There's been one completed by each faction. They are so like Mondrak, the Glory Dominus, the white one completed by uh, the Machine Orthodoxy isn't part of the Machine Orthodoxy. She is beyond it. Uh, so yeah, they're they're essentially hey, what would it be like if Phyrexia had gods? And they are these weird very physical techno gods and that's sweet so weird it is weird they they also um kind of like they are definitely not part of the different factions but the way that they act is very much in keeping with them so like mondrock Mm -hmm. like you said uh white phyrexian completed by the machine orthodoxy uh is has a bunch of mouths and thereby lots of teeth which is kind of a recurrent theme um but also uh Mondrak sings and is like constantly singing hymns of Phyrexia, which I think is very cool. Um, Tekathal, the the blue inquiry dominus, is always poking fun at people's uh, failures or their their imperfections. Uh, I say poking fun, but it's probably much more deadly than that. Um, 
and it's just it's yeah it's very cool that they all have kind of taken on their own like enhancements of the i want to say the word theory but i know that's not the correct word yeah yeah i'm not Anyways, gonna worry yeah. about the word too much so we do have some some sort of returning legends as well we have the uh unctus grand meditech who is kind of a first card print kind of second because this is the grand architect from scars of mirrodin he right. has been completed he, he's also a character from uh some web fiction yeah um first time getting a card though uh we also have vran executioner thane who is not vram uh different character this is a character who's mentioned a little bit in the story of phyrexia in the past or uh mirrodin uh vampire phyrexian one of the the steel thanes uh, and then Rhea Evor, Bane of Bladehold. This is the champion of Bladehold, the hero of Bladehold from Scars of Mirrodin block has been turned to Phyrexia and she's uh, kind of become one with her horse. It's it's real creepy. So she also has Battlecry still, which is fun. Love that for her. Yeah, she, she was also a short story character from web fiction. Uh, and then some new legends for real new. We have Skrelv, the Defector Might. He's sort of like the legendary might of the set. He's leading these uh, kind of uncontrollable Phyrexian mites that have uh, sort of taken over and like are everywhere. Kind of like the rats of Phyrexia. Um, but they also, Phyrexia has rats. They have Karumanix, Karumanix, Karumanix. Anyways, the Rat King. Uh, this is a rat king, as in it is a collection of rats that have all kind of gotten tied together by Phyrexia, uh, kind of into a hive mind of rats on the planet, uh, and also a rat lord. So that's, you know, play on the rat king idea. I think that's cool. Um, there's some other ones as well. There's Kethic, Crucible, Goliath, not much to say. Um, all of these characters got little blurbs in the Legends of New Phyrexia article, but they're not... Not a lot going on with them. Uh, Malkator, Purity Overseer, is a Phyrexian elephant. This is one of the uh, Loxodons uh, of Mirrodin who was personally completed by Jin Cataxius because Jin Cataxius saw a lot of potential in the Loxodons. I think I think also a character that was mentioned in the old Planeswalker Guide from Scars of Mirrodin. Yeah. Then we have uh, Miglaws, the Maze Crusher, who was a creation of the uh quiet furnace or excuse me is the autonomous furnace now uh who fell through into the hunter's maze and became sort of like a, a monster of that uh sphere um and then ovika enigma goliath who's this giant flying weird phyrexian it, the the legends article is very uh it's very much an enigma uh, Ovika is kind of an amalgamation of various parts that has come together and is just sort of floating over Phyrexia and observing it. Uh, very cool design and also a really cool piece of art. And we also have Graz, Unstoppable Juggernaut, <laughs> which is one of the original levelers uh, that Mimnark created to destroy anything that he didn't like. Uh, and this one just happened to be be captured and absorbed into new Phyrexia, or most of them were captured and brought into new Phyrexia, but this one remains unphyrexianized and still wanders the surface of the Murex and just destroys everything as if Mimnark was still there. And it's just like, I find that hilarious. Um, mm-hmm. 
because the levelers in the original Mirrodin novels were terrifying. Like, it just knowing that there's one still out there helldozering things out of nowhere is, is hilarious to me. Yeah, the Memnarch built the levelers to be machines that just destroyed everything in front of them. And their entire goal was to just, like, lawnmower villages until they ignited someone's planeswalker spark. And, uh, like, when it, when this card got previewed and I looked at the art, I'm like, why isn't this a Phyrexian? Look at all that, like, red sinewy stuff coming out of its face. Phyrexian. And then I realized, oh, that's the Phyrexian that's getting chomped. And if you look really closely, there's hex gold plating, like, the front of its kind of quote-unquote face. Uh, and you realize that grass is part of the resistance, and that's amazing. Yeah, it's funny because like the Legends bio is like, oh, grass just kind of eating up the world, doing its own thing. Um, but the art definitely has some hex gold plating on it. So I'm imagining some of the Mirror and Resistance saw this leveler going around the Mirex and like jumped onto it to put some hex gold on it. Like, yeah, yeah, don't don't get Phyrexianized, <laughs> but stay safe. <laughs> That that's my new hit, Kenneth, and I love it. Um, we also got a card for the filigree Silex. This is the third Silex card we've gotten in as many sets, which I mm-hmm. think is very funny and very smart. Like an mm-hmm. object that's this important for the story, uh, getting three different cards. One, uh, you know, we got uh, Karn's Silex, Urza's Silex, and now the filigree Silex, mm-hmm. which I think is uh, neat. It's a good idea. When a card is that important or like a, an object is that important, giving it a card in every set is very smart. Um, mm-hmm. They all have an ability that sort of destroys everything. So I think that's very appropriate. This one, though, uh, has been Frexionized. It works with oil counters. Well, that's because Jace has it. Uh, there were two legends I wanted to talk about that I didn't put on the agenda. They were in the set booster exclusives. We have Chisgoria Forge Tyrant, who's one of the original Furnace Dragons on Mirrodin. Uh, this is a deep cut back to the OG Mirrodin set where he had two affinity uh, for artifacts cards called Scale of Chisgoria and Tooth of Chisgoria. Uh, and we knew Chisgoria was a dragon and that's it. Uh, and now they finally have a card. And that's cool. And isn't Phyrexianized. Uh, there's this furnace dragon that still is free because it literally just incinerates any Phyrexian that gets close to it. And that's cool. Uh, there's also Urtet, Remnant of Memnarch, uh, who is, as far as we can tell, the only Mir who's still operating under Memnarch's original objectives. Um, and, like, th- this is the one Mir who is just going around collecting materials to bring back to Memnarch. Uh, as if nothing had happened, as if there wasn't a war, as if Phyrexia didn't control the plane. Uh, and uh, we can, so, it's, you know, it's our first legendary mirror, and it's the one who's just like going around still being a little ant uh, for the original ant hive of mirror. Uh, and I think that's very cute. It's like a, a Roomba who doesn't know any better. Uh huh. Oh, a Roomba who got outside and is just wandering the streets, <laughs> just vacuuming up detritus. Um, uh huh. Yeah, but that's that's like all of the legends who kind of matter. There's some other legends and like the commander set and some, but we're not going to talk about all those. That's a lot. Uh, instead, we're going to move on to our story spotlight cards, and I'm just going to do what I do and run through them, and then we'll talk about some of them individually. Uh, but the story, we got planar disruption. 
That is the uh, first card of this first story spotlight because that's when they get to the plane and everything's messed up. Uh, we get Resistance Reunited. This is a card showing the meeting of Koth and Elspeth for the first time in, gosh, a long time. Um, Koth, you know, was out of the story for so long and Elspeth was dead for a while and now they're reunited. Uh, and then, of course, Nahiri's Sacrifice. That is Nahiri bringing down part of the the uh, Phyrexian arena directly into the world of uh, Elish Norn. I'm realizing I put that one out of order. That one should come after these next few cards because we have Urabrask's Forge, which is showing Urabrask's forces fighting Elish Norns, uh, Phyrexian arena, and then also uh, Honorary Vraska's Fall as a spotlight. It's not a story spotlight, but it is definitely showing Vraska becoming Phyrexianized. Uh, and then after that, she turns Jace and the Phyrexian Arena card um, in the actual Phyrexian Arena. Then we have Complete Devotion, which is Ajani fighting Elspeth at the Seed Core with Tyvar's Stand being a sort of mirror of that as Tyvar fights Tybalt and, you know, kills him, question mark, throws him off a bridge. We'll find out later. Uh, and then Bring the Ending. Jace is activating the Silex just in time, though Elspeth arrives and vanish into eternity as she grabs it as it's exploding and walks off into shrug. She plans walks. We don't know where. Um, good luck to wherever she lands. Uh, and then, of course, the namesake card. We have All Will Be One, showing Elish Norn, uh, completing Nyssa, making Phyrexia's dominance just perfect. And that's our story spotlights. Yeah, we talked about the story last week, and I had yeah. an interview with uh, the author, Sean McGuire, the week before. Uh, so if you want like more story details specifically, uh, go check out those episodes. Brian, did you want to... Uh, but that brings us to the end of like the, the the legends and the story spotlight and the cards that are sort of the the typical gems. And then we have some, we have some like miscellaneous flavor gems. These are other really cool cards from the set. Uh, a lot of them are evoking past cards. Some of them are just cool. Um, and I'll, I'll kick us off with Norn's Wellspring. This card is a fountain of glistening oil being poured through a porcelain face, uh, specifically through the eyes, making it look very much like the Mask of Yawgmoth from the original Phyrexia. So I thought that was really kind of beautiful. Uh, we also have, speaking of some beautiful things, some symmetry. Phyrexian Obliterator from the original New Phyrexian set has a friend in this set called Phyrexian Vindicator. This is a, an Elish Norn created answer to Phyrexian Obliterator. Instead of being dealt damage, it reverses that damage, meaning it's really good at blocking Phyrexian Obliterator. Stop hitting uh, yourself. Stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. It reminds me of the, like, the being a mirror image of, like, Damnation versus Wrath of God, and I love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm wondering uh, how long it'll be before we go to another Phyrexian set. And we can get Phyrexian Indicator, the blue one. Wow. Just kind of points. Um, no, Squirpo. <laughs> uh, also, of course, because we are returning to Mirrodin, we have to get a cycle all about the suns. Uh, the first Mirrodin block had the beacon cycle where it was uh, five cards, one of each color that shuffled into your library uh, then in Scars Mirrodin, we got the uh, Zenith cycle where they all shuffle back into your library. And now we have their Twilights. So every sun has a Twilight with art that is mimicking the art from uh, uh, 
that is showing, excuse me, a monument to one of the Praetors, uh, you know, white sun's twilight, blue sun's twilight, etc., etc. Uh, they each have an X effect. They you know, they form a nice little cycle. But I feel like at this point now, if we go to Mirrodin, we don't have a Suns card. It's going to feel kind of weird. Yeah, it, it's neat because the beacons showed the mana erupting from the lacunae. Um, the big tubes that go down to the core. Uh, yeah. and then the zenith is when those eruptions of mana are at their height. And then the twilights as these bunches of mana have fallen from the sky figuratively to dip below the horizon uh because phyrexia has won and the supremacy of the light uh is near its end and and so that using the trajectories of the five suns as this kind of um like arc of phyrexia uh taking over the plane uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, I I I like that uh, we've seen we've seen Mirrodin being freed, and then Mirrodin at its peak, and then uh, Mirrodin at its weakest. And that's just good card design. It's good storytelling in the cards. Um, I will say I do have one complaint, and that is that three of the five Twilight cards have flavor text, and the other two don't. And so you get three really cool monument inscription flavor texts and then two that don't have it. And I, I miss that. Um, but yeah, we also have a um, a series of cards that I'm going to call the like post completion cards, even though one of them is mid completion. Uh, we got a reprint of Thrill of Possibility with Nahiri where uh, she's kind of conflicted and you see one half of her is uncompleted. One half is completed. Uh, sort of thinking of the possibility of what Phyrexia can give her. Uh, and then we got cards for Jace and Vraska. We got Distorted Curiosity, which shows a completed Jace. This has to be post-story because he is Phyrexianized, uh, delighting in the wonderful things that Phyrexia has given him. And then Annihilating Glare that is showing the uh, Vraska's, you know, stony glare, uh, but post-completion. She looks real cool. She's got a snake tail. And then the set gave us a really nice callback to Mycosynth Lattice uh, in the card Encroaching Mycosynth, which is a blue artifact that turns all of your permanents and permanent spells into artifacts. Does not affect your opponent, though. So you can't turn off all of their lands or all of their creature abilities with a Karn. So I think that's that's nice. Or use the other Karn to kill their lands. But yeah, that's much fair. Much more fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we have a callback to mental misstep with minor misstep. Uh, infinitely more fair because you can't Phyrexian mana it. And it's, uh, yeah, it's, I'm very happy to, to see that it's not the Phyrexian mana because that card was always a bad thing for my legacy of, so. You could say the original printing of Mental Misstep was a minor misstep on the, the part of uh, um, R&D back in the day. I would venture to say it was a major misstep. <laughs> then we, uh, while the other completed Planeswalkers got cards or showed up in art, we uh, we got a cycle of cards, four different cards featuring Tamiya, which was cool because she doesn't show up in the story anywhere. Uh, we got Ikramoon Gauntlet, Prologue to Phyresis, Thrumming Bird, and Tamiya's Logbook. So she's uh, she shows up in the art of those cards, and she's doing some Phyrexian stuff, and she's real yeah. cool looking. Ooh. She looks beautiful. 
I'm just saying completion has never looked so good. These next two cards look familiar. They are Lethal Demolition and Resistance Skywarden. These were two of our free preview cards from Wizards of the Coast. Uh, they yeah. both have uh, flavor text references directly to cards from the Scars of Mirrodin block. Um, uh, and uh, art references to Lethal Demolition uh, is a Koldotha Rebirth uh reference in both art and text and um the other card i lost my resistance skywarden is uh a callback to ogre resistor which was a fan favorite flavor text uh he didn't have a word from for home but he knew it was something to be defended people liked that one it's a good one uh go listen to our episode all about the cards because we go more in depth and yeah it's it's nice um we also have uh conduit of worlds which is the phyrexianized crucible of worlds which is you know one of the one of the most well-known cards that originated on mirrodin although i guess we're at the point where a lot of people probably don't know that uh it was (laughs) one of the you make the card cards i think are the second one ever that sounds right sounds right yeah that lines up in the timeline uh and showed up in the original mirrodin block and is now Phyrexium. Yeah, still lets you play lands from your graveyard and does more things. Yeah, and our next card is uh, Oil Gorger Troll. What happened to Thrun being the last troll, huh, Wizards? Huh? What happened? So, this troll's not really alive. I mean, like, eh. it's not a zombie troll, but this troll is... Um, if it doesn't have zombie, I'm not considering it undead, even if they're Phyrexianized. Because we don't know if Phyrexis can be cured. I'm hoping that maybe once the war has calmed down, Valyria can can cure some of these things. But even so, why? Why would they bring back trolls? I I don't get it. I do believe there were some completed trolls that showed up in some some previous Mirrodin fiction. Um, Throne was never the last, like, troll thing on the planet. He's just the last living troll. He he was the last... Uh, All the other ones have died. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we also got some dinos. Dinosaurs are cool. Mirrodin so, Mir- has dinosaurs. Yeah. yeah, it had dinosaurs in Fifth Dawn, and then in like, I think Scars of Mirrodin uh, with Tyranax and Alpha Tyranax. And in this set, they got two more. They got they got Tyranax Atrocity and Tyranax Rex, which are both um, Phyrexianized dinosaurs, and they mm-hmm. are both the scariest dinosaur you'll ever see in your whole life. I swear to God. Yeah, the um we. We got a new uh, Skyhunter card in the Set Booster Cards 2 Skyhunter Strike Force uh, because the uh, Lean and Ride Giant Terrans, which are, you know, pterosaur dinosaurs. Uh, so lots of dinosaurs in Mirrodin slash new Phyrexia. Yeah, now they're just really big and have lots of teeth and metal plating, and it's real scary. Um, but also, we got a Slaughter Singer. Which has a really delightful flavor text that shows that uh, sometimes a Phyrexian is, you know, born into one of the spheres and decides uh, the other ones are much cooler. So this is a Phyrexian that started off in the monumental, or, or the, um, excuse me, started off in Elish Norin's sphere and then moved over to the Hunter Maze. So, uh, nice. You can change. It's okay. Internal Faction Strife. Yeah. Um, and we have uh, Argentum Mastacor. Uh, which is a one of the original denizens of the plane. Argentum was the name of the plane when Karn created it. 
Uh, it then became Mirrodin when Memnarch took over, and then it became New Phyrexia when the Phyrexians took over. Uh, so like Argentum Armor before it, um, this is another card references it, referencing uh, Karn's original vision from uh, for the plane. And uh, speaking of some like original cards, there's been a in a Mirrodin block. There was a spell bomb uh, cycle of of artifacts. Then in Scars of Mirrodin, there was another spell bomb cycle of artifacts. But we're not on Mirrodin anymore. We're on Phyrexia, so now there's skull bombs. They're really cool. They're just like the the old spell bombs, where it's you know they're cheap artifacts that you can sacrifice to draw a card, or you can sacrifice them by paying a color of mana to uh, do a color of mana effect. So it's a same same design, but with a much cooler name. There's skull bombs. Got some Phyrexian skulls exploding everywhere. Yeah, it's uh, neat. Yeah. <laughs> then we have another callback card with a Icar Plate Golem. If you're unfamiliar, Hexplate Golem. Uh, is a card from Scars Mirrodin block, I believe. Uh, mm-hmm. That was just a, a really big, like, cool golem made of hex plate. Always thought that was like a really cool design. Uh, he got sick though, and now he's covered in masks of Yogmoth, uh, crying oil. Should probably get that looked at. Um, doesn't seem healthy, but uh, it's some real sick art, and I mean that in both ways. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's now a Phyrexian Golem covered in little porcelain masks, crying oil. Yeah, Hexplate Golem's just a seven mana of five seven vanilla creature. It's like a minor meme because it showed up in a couple formats. Uh, I, I think a conspiracy set and uh, battle bond, and uh, was just like, hey, sometimes you just win because you have a Hexplate Golem. Yeah, it's sometimes a seven mana five seven just gets the job done. Uh, Mirren Safe House is one of my favorite. Um, uh, references uh, within the lit area inside the safe house you can see uh, slightly distorted silhouettes of the original five artifact lands um, Holy crap. How did I miss the uh, ancient den and seated synod and the vault of whispers and the great furnace and the um, tree of tales and uh so uh, all, all five of them are in there. They kind of remembering, you know, memories of the land, remembering what this plane used to be before Phyrexia had curled its claws around it. Um, yeah. It's a good, good mirror with our next card, Phyrexian Atlas, which, uh, hey, if you bought Jay's book, you have a big page that shows uh, and that uh, art and uh that is just kind of the nine spheres laid out on top of each other a nice little map uh, sort of or i guess it's more like a cutaway diagram of the geography of new phyrexia just sweet i love getting that on a card yeah i remember opening his book and being like oh this is really cool art they should use it for more stuff and then they like used it in a promotional thing and i was like oh cool they're using it and then they used it on a card and i was like wow you you really do like this art it's really good but like Oh, it showed up a lot more than I thought it was going to. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. It's good art. Um, then we also got Staff of Completion, which is a reference to Staff of Domination, which is kind of Urza's staff. Uh, but now it's um, it's all completed in junk. It's like Scully. It's got a bunch of skulls and bones. It uh, does a bunch of stuff that Staff of Domination would have done, but now you pay life instead of mana, but you can pay mana to untap it, so... 
it's a, it's a, like a little combo engine waiting to happen. Probably a mm-hmm. lot harder to combo with though, because paying for life to draw a card does eventually kill you. Typically. Simply gain lots of life. Yeah, you know, yeah, it does have a really good combo with Shieldred, the Apocalypse, because you know, oh, pay for life, draw a card, get two life back. It's like a discount. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then also we're continuing the Allied Sword cycle with Sword of Forge and Frontier. This is just like every other sword before. Gives a creature plus two, plus two, and protection from two colors. In this case, it's red and green. Uh, and also when it deals damage to a player, you... Exile the top two cards of your library. You may play those cards, and then uh, you may play an additional land this turn. So it's like a, it's like a sword of Forge and Frontier, or a sword of uh, Lost in the Wilds, or Escape to the Wilds. So it's like a little mini Escape to the Wilds every time you hit your opponent. I'm sure that's powerful. Uh, card sweet as hell. Uh, it leaves us with one sword left, a blue black sword, which we'll hopefully get one day. Although I think it would be really, I think it would be really funny if it just never got printed. I also think it would be really funny if it never got printed, and especially funny if they like start the cycle over again <laughs> instead of finishing the first one. <laughs> Give us another enemy cycled sword set that are like mm-hmm. just yeah, be fun. Um, and then you, we'll you wrap know, it up. Mm-hmm. You know what makes me really happy though? Speaking of nine cards. Uh, yeah. that we have nine sphere land. Sphere is a new subtype of land. Uh, and this is a cycle of nine cards, which is not something you get to say in Magic very often. Um, there is, I think the, the colored ones are at common, uh, which are representations of the three faction layers. Um, the Autonomous Forge, the Hunter's Mates, the Surgical Bay, the Dross Pits, and the Fair Basilica. Uh, and then we have the Monumental Facade and Murex as uh, colorless lands for the outermost two layers, and the Microsynth Gardens and the Seed Core as colorless lands uh, as the innermost two spheres. And uh, I, I like giving them a subtype uh, just to unify them. And a sphere is just doing flavor work here uh, and like highlights these as like the important realms and domains of new Phyrexia. Uh, so it gets to be this little importance marker that's there for flavor. Uh, I, there's a couple cards, I think, that talk about them mechanically, um, but, you know, that doesn't really come up much. Um, it's just kind of a, a cool addition and a cool cycle to make. Yeah, I think there's like one or two cards that mention spheres, but I think it also mentions like other non yeah. Yeah, it's just it's it's just a flavor word, and it's neat. But uh, that wraps it up. I think that's all of our flavor gems. That's a lot. Uh, yeah, we're at where this is a long episode. Uh, so I, I'm gonna propose no final thoughts. Let's just be done. Our combined final thoughts are: come see us in Philly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. If you're gonna be there, you should come to our panel. If you're not gonna be there, don't like you know break the bank to be there for us. It'd be really cool, but don't do it. Um, and don't break the bank to support us either. Uh, over at Patreon.com, you can spend as little as $1 a month to help support the show and keep us uh, producing episodes and chugging along. Uh, and everyone who does support us on Patreon gets access to our Discord community where Vorthoses from around the world are about to do pre-releases and uh, what, Tuesday is the digital launch of Phyrexia all will be one, I think. 
it's the seventh. Uh, and and so uh, cards will be out digitally, and then very very shortly thereafter, like on sale in paper uh, everywhere. Um, we got a new set, and um, you got some time to enjoy it before everything goes to hell in March of the Machine in a couple months. So, um, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's episode over. Uh, thank you all for listening. This has been the Vorthos Cast.